this is definitely going to be one of those episodes where I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't come prepared. Why? Is it because we both missed the beginning of the episode? And we had to I watch it again. No, it's just the general vibe around here. I got stuck on the train this evening and this little boy came up to me unattended and sat down next to me and he was like, oh. excuse me. And I was like, yes. And he said, do you have a six pack? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, of what? Because because that could mean anything. You could. What are you talking like, about? Um, like like abs. Other things kids are into. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a six pack? Stella Artois. <laughs> like what are you talking about? And it was and it was that. It was abs. He's like like abs. Do you have do you have abs? And I was like, uh, no, I have. I, I think I literally said like I have a soft belly. <laughs> and he was like. Yeah, okay, like 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 fat? Like you have fat? Are you do you have fat there? And I was like <laughs> What is a normal amount of fat by anyone's standard? Like because I feel like that's subjective for all people. Yeah. So I was just like for sure. I was like, I don't know, like a normal I goes, Oh, okay, that's cool, that's cool. Do you have a dog? And he just kept talking to me. And and <laughs> then the the train started up again and things went on as they were, but I love kids yeah. because they have no filter. They don't have any awareness. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even have mean intentions behind their questions. They're just curious. Yeah. And you just gotta go with the flow. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta you gotta let it happen. You know who else got to learn a little bit about what it's like to deal with kids firsthand? This episode. <laughs> Who is it? His name is Guillermo de la Cruz. Daddy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, I gotta say, I was a little concerned about the creatures. At first, because I was just like, "Oh no, is this is this too much creature?" Like you can never have too many creatures, baby. So like I feel like like last episode, you were like, "I like CGI in small amounts, so it doesn't take away from the episode." Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, "Is this gonna be too much?" But as the episode went on, I was like, "Oh, I'm in love with these." <laughs> like as soon as they like adopted Guillermo as their father and also their savior. Um, I was like, oh, I'm in it. When that little, when that little like fucking rat looking thing on the piano bench was just like, hey, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep going, keep going. I like what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the, the incentive, the incentive for for all activities is is that there should be creatures there. If there are no creatures involved, I'm out. I'm out. I don't Sorry, I'm not interested. <laughs> That's my number one question when someone asks me to hang out. I'm like, will there be creatures? I love the creatures. Um, I had the same reaction, Caitlin, where I was like, is this going to be hard to watch? And then it ended up being yeah. the best possible thing that happened to me today. It reminded me a lot of um, the early Halloween Town films. Oh, classic, classic, classic. And the classic. prosthetics that were used for some of those characters. And I really like that. I like the nostalgia that gave me, you know, like, I love that, like, mutant human persona. Persona, perhaps. Yeah. That... Ooh. Yeah, that some shows in the sci-fi world are really good at adapting. You know what else it makes me think of is uh, the cats in Doctor Who, the cat people. <gasps> oh yeah, where they were all stuck in traffic. Yeah, yeah where they're all stuck in traffic. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love, I love that. I love cat people. I love. <laughs> what am I saying? I love cat people. I love cat I love... people. Um... Did you know? Um, real quick, uh, Doctor Who sidebar. Did you know that in that episode they like. 
spent so much time trying to get this because they had actual kittens in the episode they were trying to get that kitten to say mama (laughs) and it took them forever but they were like no we're committing to it like we need to get this cat to say it i remember it in the doctor who confidential episode where they're like here's a fun fact we spent six hours getting these kittens to say mama but but how how do you get a cat to say mom like what do you what do you what do you do like you say hey can you say mama i guess but what is like what's the incentive to get a cat to do that and how does the cat know to say the cats can't speak caitlin i well speak for yourself (laughs) (laughs) i have an older woman who's in the form of a cat in my house and she speaks me daily so Uh, and nightly against my will you know what uh the creatures reminded me mm. of specifically (laughs) and i keep laughing because you also have this noted in our notes and i just keep reading it and it keeps making me laugh so hard but when the fish (laughs) this is a a point that really really sold me on the creature me too me too me too yes comes out and he goes (laughs) daddy what is wang I was like, yes, sold. I want this. It reminds me so much of the Shane Madey puppet history creatures that he comes up with in, in that series. Daddy, what is work? Oh, Daddy. Classic, classic, classic. It was the voice, the, the like raspy, like, like, and also the lack of like like the it's not a fully formed sentence right it's just what is wing what is Daddy, wing? what is wing? oh uh, it really doesn't take much that's my favorite line from the episode yeah that had to be mine too that i, I think you're right that that was that was the buy-in for the creatures i don't know just the absurdity of it all too really got me because i mean we talked about the night market we talked about the last episode at the vet and like how much we appreciate when we get a little sneak peek into like the 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 sci-fi world that these vampires are inhabiting and i feel like this was just another example of that like it was weird as all get out it was very strange it was very strange but it was it works in this show you know it's like silly and goofy i also i what i think i don't know why but i liked that the frogs in this episode were real like puppets yeah they were they were obviously cgi in the last episode but this one they weren't and I, I think it was really interesting because it didn't change anything about the episode for me. It didn't, it didn't take me out. I was just like, oh, this is, they're really showing us what they can do mm-hmm. um, on, in both avenues. So I, I really liked that. Another thing that I really liked about what was going on in the house was that Laszlo is kind of like doing his own thing, mm-hmm. gardening, and he has his little outfit on. I love his outfits. I love I, I love, love his garden outfit. A, I love that he has an, a fit for everything. He does. I love a man that has a fit for everything. Like, there's something so yeah, yeah. dramatic and interesting about that. Like, he's somebody who is romanticizing the little things by oh. having an outfit for everything. It's like in the Adams family when, like, they're they're doing a bit and they have, like, a got, like black swimsuits or, like, you know, yeah. it, it's all, it's all like, coded to their personalities. And it's the same with Laszlo where it's, like, he wears a lot of, like, vintage outfits um, but mm-hmm. the classically vintage so that when you see what he's wearing, you're like, oh my God, that's what he's doing. He's, he's being a gardener, you know? So I really like that. Yeah. And I also like that Guillermo has taken to calling him Laz. Did he? Yep. Yep. Oh, I missed that. At the beginning of the episode, yeah. he, he says Laz has been in there for three days or something of, of that magnitude when he wow. was describing Laszlo's creations that he was working on his experiments. 
And when when Laszlo was behind the door and you hear him go, ha ha, yeah. success, <laughs> success. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he continues to be one of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah. He's spellbinding, really. Uh, you know who else was kind of spellbound this episode, <laughs> but in the worst possible way? Our girl, Naja. Was it Naja? Yeah. yeah, you'd be right about that if you said Naja. So I have to say, we must be right about the guide hexing her. Y- because, you think so? Tell me why. Because the guide should, because Naja's like, oh, we found out another thing to this hex is that like the, I can't remember the woman's name who's supposedly like has this curse on her, mm-hmm. but there's a text on the picture that says, for those you've burned, you must atone. And Nadja's just like, oh, the school, obviously. And then it kind of zooms in on the guide's face and she's just like, what? No, that's not that's not what that means. Like, you've burned me. You must atone for me. But Nadja's taking it in a whole different direction because she's not even thinking of the guide because mm. in her head, why would she? So I still believe that the guide is the one hexing Nadja. Yeah, okay, that makes sense to me. I could see that too. I, I, I definitely think that's going to be the thing we learn at the end of the season is that's that's yeah. how we got here. I repeat, give us more guide. <laughs> give us more guide. And honestly, give us more Naja. Yeah. This is something that comes back over and over again is like the desire to see her stretch her... Bat wings. Bat wings, love that. <laughs> and just be able to do more fun and versatile stuff on the show and have like mm-hmm. really well-developed storylines. I think that's where this was kind of, I don't know, this wasn't my favorite of hers. Yeah. I think last week she had such a, a strong arc in the episode that I'm I'm willing to kind of overlook it and be like, oh, there'll be other opportunities for her. But I don't know. As much as I love, I love a woman that's willing to, to scheme over a glazed donut or a chocolate glazed donut. This storyline definitely wasn't as engaging to me. I think I'm just sick of the whole bit being like, haha, silly Naja doesn't get what's going on with her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, isn't it funny that she doesn't realize that this woman is a fake when she totally is? And I feel like that happens with her a lot. Yeah. Where things are just like not working out and it's just because she's for lack of a better word just too dumb to see it haha <laughs> yeah she can do more than just go on crazy errands for a woman who likes dunkin donuts yeah i don't know i liked there were there were parts of that that i liked i liked helen the magic woman eating yeah <laughs> helen the magic johnson yeah eating a donut <laughs> off a stick i thought that was really funny i was like oh yeah that's relatable i don't know why it's relatable yeah. but it does seem like something i might end up doing <laughs> in the future <laughs> And not because I've been inspired by this episode, but just because that's the way life is, baby. <laughs> I think what we're ultimately going to spend the majority of this episode talking about is is the the Colin Robinson and Nandor plot. Yeah, they're back together again, baby, which I was not expecting at all, but I'm welcoming it. What do you like about this pairing, Caitlin? I don't know. I just like, I, th- I think a lot of it is because... These two characters are usually always kind of doing their own thing. Like, Colin is always separated from the rest of the vampires. And Nandor is usually, for the most part, if he's not in a group setting, he's paired up with Guillermo. So for the two of them to come together finally, because I think the only time we ever really see them, apart from last episode, together and doing stuff is in the group dynamic where Mm -hmm. everybody's involved, or at least all of the vampires are involved. Mm -hmm. But now that we're getting more one-on-one time with them and we're exploring like what their friendship could be now that they're actually like interacting with each other more and for longer times like the fact that Colin 
stole the keychain that Nandor got from his mommy back for him and did that nice thing. And Nandor genuinely like thanked him. And I don't know. I just feel like that to me is like they're friends, they're buddies, mm. but they just don't know how to quite like accept it yet. And I'm excited to see if that like kind of grows into something more. Yeah, I I think it's an unexpected pairing because they're they are as you said they're two very different personalities and mm-hmm. I think they contrast they don't really contrast from each other that much either though like they both kind of have this like aloof and a little bit naive energy about them yeah yeah um, that you'd think would make it so that they don't work well together like there would never be a straight man in the bunch mm-hmm. um literally because we learned last week that <laughs> colin robinson is maybe bi i can't believe we didn't talk about yeah, that that's cool <laughs> that's cool but 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 like when i say straight man i mean like somebody who is the voice yeah. of reason amidst the two of them so you're just right. like okay how how do they work together and, and i like i think the writers really found their relationship like I, this season i think they were mm-hmm. really able to tease that out and say like okay these two together are actually really interesting because one of them doesn't know fuck all and the other (laughs) is essentially a master manipulator of energy and owns that so how do how do those two pair well together and and the answer is really really well Mm -hmm. so i liked that i love well first i'll say i love that scene at the end that you described where colin not only brings Nandor, his uh, mother's keychain, but also reconstructs the museum exhibit so that it makes Nandor look like he was, I don't know, getting some. So yeah, I, I think that's like so sweet because I feel like we also really don't see Colin show care for anyone but himself. Yeah. And I feel like also because half the time everyone else is kind of like, bringing him down so he deserves some love sometimes but like to see him show that oh yeah no they are my friends and I mean it when I say it like he he didn't have to do that no he did it because he was mad for his friend that they got his history wrong potentially (laughs) and so he's like "Mm, no I'll fix it to make him look good it was unexpectedly sweet for Colin. Yeah. Mark Brooks is such a standout act in this episode. I mean, really has been all season. He's had some really great bits that have, have made me laugh out loud. But his particular commitment to this character, the the cool teacher persona, has been yeah. so entertaining. I my Definitely my favorite part of the episode. I laughed out loud every time he <laughs> delivered a line. I feel like with his line delivery, too, um, he... Because he's always, like, talking in, like, a monotone voice for the most part. When he does actually show more inflection, it's even, like, all the more funnier. He's, like, the opposite of Laszlo. Yeah, I think you're right. Because where Laszlo, where a lot of his delivery is based on just, like, the tone he uses and the change in tones, the breath work, like the da-da-da-da-da, the cadence of what he's, he's saying. A lot of what Mark does is it's, like, it's quick and it's, succinct and it's like oh and it's so i mean it's so fun to watch like yeah he really nails the character it's the way he he pauses a lot too like john slattery talked about in last week's episode where yeah. he's just like talking about like his accent and the pauses that he takes and it's, yeah. he's just like is that like a regional thing or is that just a you thing it's just like 
Was John Slattery based? Was he actually on something? <laughs> yeah. Was he was on to something. He's like, you should play an energy vampire. Uh, I love that we're, we completely wrote off everything he said last week, and now we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. minute. He was, was he on to something. something? <laughs> um, the, everything about this character, though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I love when characters have to play characters. I love the layers of that because I think it's really complicated. I mean, acting is a complicated skill, right? Yeah. To be able to take on an entirely new persona. But then for that persona to also be taking on a persona, like yeah. that's really complex. Like you have to be really self-aware about your character. Right. Um, and then be able to not only transform into that character, but then also, you know, whatever the bit is requiring from you. Mm-hmm. So when he's delivering the lines in the fedora, the leather, mind you, it was a leather fedora. I think that's really oh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, and he's like, I used to have a bumper sticker that said, I'd rather be breeding Bukowski. Um, and he's like tuning the guitar and he's like, we're having class in the quad, man. <laughs> but it's freezing out. No I know. <laughs> he's like, isn't this the fun hacky time? sack. Why is it always the hacky sack? <laughs> the hacky what sack. is it about hacky sack and those, like that personality that of, person? of person? I don't know. Huh? I don't know. Uh, that's a good it's <laughs> i was thinking that too like that's a classic trope but i feel like no one ever talks about it just like the he's always got because you know what i don't think i've ever seen anybody interact with a hacky sack in real life never i have never. and those people wore fedoras oh my wait a minute oh my god you are you just you just so unlock over. a memory yeah you did holy <laughs> shit yeah we used to we used to go to school with a kid that wore a fedora and we used to honestly you know what why am i Quite saying a few kid? kids like there there wasn't like a like a species of them like <laughs> there's there's a good group of them there was a good group of them. And yeah, no, you're right. They always they always did have yeah, they always did have hacky sacks. And it was That's just really them. Good, yeah, just them. Just them. And where do you keep where do you keep the hacky sack during the day? Is it in the in fedora? The fedora? Is that where you wear the fedora? The fedora. <laughs> just, just, so where to keep the hacky sack? Yeah. <laughs> they go, You wanna know what's under my hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like plop it out and then like yeah. toss it around. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure uh, there's two people in mind that I'm thinking of. They both also play guitar. And it was annoying. Yeah, there's always an acoustic guitar in the mix. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in the Barbie movie where Ken takes out the acoustic guitar and they're all playing different instruments on the beach yeah, to the Barbies. Yeah. Because that's like, what is it about a dude in an acoustic guitar? Because that's the thing is like, in, in I feel like in high school, the majority of, of men, at least in the early 2000s when you and I were growing up, they were kind of like completely turned off to music. They were like, no, 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 no. Like music's lame and girly, mm-hmm. whatever. But the moment, the moment a, a, a acoustic guitar got involved. It was the 2010s, man. Yeah. What it happened? It was that different story, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, God damn it. What? The hacky sack thing really is dredging up memories because I think it really, it's definitely that. It's definitely like a, like a fedora in high school to cool teacher pipeline. Like, yeah, not that I know what happened to any of those guys or like that I've seen them become cool teachers. But if you were to tell me that they are now cool teachers, I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 that that track. The prospect of trying to be a cool teacher, of ascribing to that as like your goal when you're teaching kids versus your goal being to teach kids (laughs) is 
is really compelling because it's like you're looking for the validation of children. It's it's trying to be cool on purpose. I think yeah. that's the issue because you can totally be a teacher and be super cool. Like we've had plenty of cool teachers, yeah. but then you have the teachers who are like, "Look, kids, I'm cool." <laughs> like yeah, literally yeah. that like Steve Buscemi <laughs> meme of just like, <laughs> "How are you doing, fellow kids? How are you doing, yeah, fellow yeah. kids?" That's, but like instead of, instead of the skateboard, it's an acoustic guitar. Instead of a backwards hat, it's a fedora. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you're right on the money. You're right on the money for what's socially acceptable, but you're right. you're Ooh, you're so one close. hacky sack off <laughs> what your end goal should be. So when you and I were in high school, um, we had a teacher who I think sits just adjacent of the line of cool teacher, um, right? Where it's like he could be, he could be, he could be, but like there's no fedora, no hacky sack, like. But there are other there are other things like there's he used guitar. to rewrite taylor swift lyrics to teach us science he owned a guitar is that not did he not sing with the guitar with the taylor swift songs of science no he used a backing track did i make that up in my head i don't know that's a good question is that worse is it would you rather your teacher sing you a song at all (laughs) if they're my chorus teacher yes if they're my physics teacher no yeah 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 yeah. but but then more importantly and this is this is a question for the audience at home maybe we should pull them on spotify (laughs) but like would you rather your teacher use an acoustic guitar or a backing track if they're going to sing you an educational song i think the backing track because it's less embarrassing and this is because (laughs) being sung to is embarrassing it's so embarrassing so embarrassing it's so like i as someone who was sung to yeah in a relationship it's yeah it's awkward as fuck okay okay tell me tell me about this wait did that happen to you yes i went to music school of course it happened oh no oh my god wait what was can you tell me the song what was sung to you? I think it was one of his own songs. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh! I don't oh, remember. Oh, I want to give him credit, though. He was very talented. And he's very nice. <laughs> well, because, see, I've... You know me. I've been on both sides of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... Because <laughs> I... If there's yeah, anything yeah. I love, it's a musical number. So... Yeah. I was there's, part there's... of it for one of them. Yeah, you were part of it. You played the saxophone. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, there's got to be some self-awareness about the bit, you know? Because yeah. when I did what I did, it was, and I, this might sound defensive, I bet people at home are like, nah, you did, you like, did It's okay you... when I do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, but, but like, there was, there was recognition, like, what I was trying to do was a very specific thing. It wasn't like a, right. let's flash mob everybody to like, Bruno Mars is marry you, is it, that's, that's the name of the song? Um, that, like, that's something I see a lot, but like, yeah. I was more or less trying to do like a Blues Brothers thing. Yeah, this might this is either helping or hurting me, but <laughs> but in like an ironic way where I had some buddies, you being one of them, and mm-hmm. you were all playing saxophones and different jazz instruments and blazers, and I was like bopping around doing like a James Brown thing, and and like there I I can assure you that there was some self awareness there. It was kind of like a this is a bit type of situation, it, right? It felt like a bit to me cuz we were like, oh, wouldn't good. it be funny if we did this? Yeah, ex- okay, good. Okay, okay. So we're on the same page. Good. Because <laughs> I I think there has to be like 
a comedic aspect. There has to be some irony to it versus when you're really serious about it, you're sitting on the beach, you've got the guitar, you're singing the Matchbox 20 song. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not, that's not go, but the, the way that's playing because... off is not appealing. Because you're 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 taking the guitar and you're like, oh my god, she's gonna love this so much. She's gonna see yeah. how talented I am and how like romantic this is. When like on the other side, you're just like, oh my god, when this is gonna end? Because all you yeah. gotta, because the whole point is just for you to go. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's it, never it, do that again. But you're absolutely right. Because like I don't know in that in that circumstance, there's there's no well for one, there's no pageantry. Like there's nothing interesting or fascinating that's going on beyond a guy with a guitar going hey look at me acoustic song yeah and and that's well the the other issue is the eye contact is he's usually just like staring at you and singing and there's just something about that eye contact that is so unsettling it's so off-putting like oh my god uh yeah yeah. and and it was the same thing with that teacher is he would be like tootling around the room dancing but like making very direct eye contact with everyone in the room as he's saying yeah and i okay here's the thing i love when teaching can be fun i love it when things can be put to songs because that sometimes helps me learn i know the quadratic formula to this day because our trig teacher skipped around the room singing the quadratic formula to all around the mulberry bush (laughs) yep 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 yep. x equals negative v plus or minus square root of b squared minus 4c all over to a thank you i remember it wow i will never use it but i remember Uh it And yeah. I think that's great. But I think because this teacher in particular was just like, they're going to love this and they're going to think yeah. I'm so cool because he had that rep. Yeah, he did have school. that rep. Oh, he did have that rep. <laughs> well, to give to give credit where credit is due, we all loved him. Like, yeah. in in hindsight, we look back and we're all like, Ugh. But like in, in the moment, we were all caught up in it. And, and yeah. I'll tell you why. Part of it was, you know, he was like, an attractive man in his, his early 30s. So we were all just like... The bar was low. In, in, yeah, in the middle of rural America. So so it, it, anything he said would have been interesting to us. You know, we had we had no one better to baby girlify. But like... We didn't have Kendall yet. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But, but in retrospect, it definitely does not feel great. Um, no. I, in fact, we all liked him so much that I remember a particular instance where we were all on our senior trip together um, and he was one of the chaperones. Oh my god. And I, you know, here's the thing. I'm 25. I've, I'm very, I feel secure enough at this point in my life to tell this story because I don't feel this way at all anymore. But at the time, because we were all in love with him, Mm -hmm. um, we we used to like you know we all we all kind of gush about him behind his back like oh my god like he's so and and he really when i say he's so i mean he really wasn't like he was just some guy no. he was he was just a blue-eyed white man in, in rural new england but i'll never forget we stayed up late on a class trip talking about him gushing about him like oh my god he's so da, 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 da. Yeah. and then we all walked out of our bedrooms the next day and got in the elevator with him in dead silence <laughs> it was the most silent elevator ride i've ever been in in my life that was a bunch of 
like essentially theater kids uh um <laughs> version of the morning of like the morning after like the the the, the hangover <laughs> the elevator like, ride of shame that he had no idea that he was a part of dead silence dead silence all the way down and then we all not got even a good out. morning not even yeah. a good morning just i think he even said oh, hello and we were like <laughs> Just yep. silence. <laughs> Just like a solid nod of acknowledgement. And to breakfast we went. Grief over our teenage angst. <laughs> and I think that says a lot about about who we were at the time. Because yeah. mind you, this man rewrote Taylor Swift lyrics. <laughs> For science. To teach us science. Yeah. <laughs> uh, choices were made. And Colin Robinson really brought all of those memories back so he did thanks and Colin. he and he embodied it perfectly he did absolutely he perfectly did. i hope they give him more characters to become yeah i like when he takes on different personas but like the underlying constant is that he's still an energy vampire yeah um and i like that he has so many schemes for taking energy away from others like the great thing about colin is like there are so many people that he could be that would be relatable Mm -hmm. because there are so many people that that i think generally are considered energy vampires like have that archetype right so you could put him in any situation and kind of spin it so that it's funny like again it's one of those it's one of those like we were talking about a couple weeks ago where it's like you can put a vampire in any situation and that's what makes this show probably very fun to write for is that there are unlimited possibilities for their characters given given what the the joke is mm-hmm. um same thing with the energy vampire persona yeah and i feel like he's able to mold into so many different like characters because as we learned last week he actually has a very interesting life and he has done oh, many yeah. things but we never yes. hear about it because it's too interesting and that would kill him <laughs> yes yes my beautiful bi prince colin robinson <laughs> i love him so let's end this episode with some structure after going off on a complete tangent as for um, you. There's three episodes left. Insane. Crazy. Um, what's at the top of your wish list for these three episodes? What is the one thing that you want to see really, really badly before the season ends? I want... And I, I shouldn't want this because of everything that I've ever said before on the podcast, but I want angst like there's no tomorrow, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. I want the conflict. I want Nandor finding out that Guillermo has turned into a vampire by somebody else. I need the confrontation. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need it because, like, I think every episode that we don't acknowledge it, I mean, like, it's been acknowledged that Guillermo's a vampire every episode, but I think why I liked last episode so much is because like of the emphasis of oh my god nandor doesn't know and he can't know Mm. and this was a whole problem every time it's acknowledged i'm like yes it is a whole problem let me see the consequences i want to see it i want to like i just want his take on it i want to like i know what's going to happen so every episode we get away from it i'm like don't try and distract me don't try to distract mm-hmm. me from the fact that this is going to hurt later. Just get to it. Just rip Just off the band-aid. Yeah, rip off the band-aid. I'm ready for it. I'm, I've am i been primed by every show that I watch for the angst to happen at the end. And um, apparently, fun fact, um, if, I, if nobody knows, uh, the last two episodes are airing on the same night, August 31st. So oh, boy. Prepare to die. That's fair, because you know what? I think I want to leave this in this month like i don't want to carry this 
I need it just to stay in summer. Angst over into September. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and gosh. a solid month of like. <laughs> just a solid okay. month. Yeah. What do you What do you want to see at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the way you said that. It's It's eleven fifty eight p.m. Um, it's almost Hozier time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's coming out tonight, isn't it? That album. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I'm scared. Uh-oh. You should be. Um, friend in Australia said uh, track number four. They cried, so. <laughs> Wait, is it out already in other places? Because it's already August 18th in other places. I didn't know that's how things worked. I thought yeah, everything... uh, Because nope. I, like most Americans, believe that <laughs> the entire world revolves around me, <laughs> I would have assumed that it would just all be out at one time that aligns with Eastern Standard Time. No. Because... Also, I, as a Northeaster, believe that the entire world revolves around me. <laughs> if it doesn't happen at Eastern Standard Time, I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> to me, there's two prongs to this. I want a great Laszlo-centric episode because he's he's been featured yeah. a lot in previous episodes, but I want something that revolves completely around him. Like, yeah, that would really satisfy me because... I think I think that's what's missing. Well, one of the things this this season that's really missing for me. And I know what you're thinking, like, but you just complained so much about Naja not being a more central character. <laughs> that's because I want a, a Naja centric season. Like, if next yeah. season <laughs> yeah. doesn't heavily feature Naja, um, then, then what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, no. <laughs> so those are my those are my wants on my wish list. So you want more Laszlo, more La- Naja. Yeah, yeah. Respectively. Yes, yes. Them. I can get behind that. I can, I'm always down for more Laszlo and Nadja. I don't know about you, but I'm down to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) It's midnight. Right. August 18th. I gotta go to sleep so I can wake up and listen to Hozier, so I gotta go. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this day of our lives review (laughs) (laughs) don't have no idea what day it is of what we do in the shadows uh please tune in next week for the next review the next review (laughs) Uh, if you have a teacher that remind that colin robinson reminded you of please um share us a story in our youtube comments share us a story share us a story tell us a tale tell us a tale Tell us Daddy. about your hacky sack wielding teacher. Uh, Daddy. I don't know what that was. I'm done. What is done. hacky sack? <laughs> <laughs> is that going to become something I say from now on? Daddy. 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 What is existential crisis? <laughs> Daddy. What is bedtime? Uh, it's now, Pony B. It's now. Okay, bye. <laughs>